Hi, it's Sunday, so I'm back on here, feeling kind of like, I don't even know what, like kind of depressed, kind of bleh. It's been kind of like that the last few weeks. I just, I honestly think it's just been way too long since I've had to actually like interact with other human beings for a long amount of time in any sort of meaningful way, honestly. Um, last week, my sister wanted to go to Trader Joe's, which is, like, the normal thing we usually do, is we'll go to, like, Trader Joe's and Target and, like, whatever other errands we need to run, and, like, she'll, like, take me to Starbucks and pay for me to get coffee, and, um, it's a nice thing that we do. They get, that always makes me feel better, because I get out of my apartment for a few hours, and, uh, we couldn't do that last weekend, though, because I didn't have, like, any extra money, uh, which sucks, because she went, like, out of town, I guess is what you can call it, for this weekend, so we couldn't do it this weekend either, and I, like, really wanted to do that this weekend, just to get, be able to get out of my apartment for a little bit with someone, because she's pretty much the only person around here that can get me to leave my apartment besides me having to go to therapy um the agoraphobia has been like how it's always been I guess for the last like year or so but um yeah it's just become I think it's just a thing where I've become more I've become more aware of it I think as more time goes on of like just how much I don't like going outside and how much it scares me and um, I don't like that. And I think the other thing is that I was talking about this with my therapist actually last week, that if there's like some sort of a plan, I can handle things easier. Like this time last year, oh my God, was like terrible, like beyond terrible. This time last year was like right after I had my surgeries done. So like my cats were like at my sister's for another like month or so before they could come back here because I couldn't I had like a 10 pound weight limit I couldn't pick them up I had two drains too so I was like didn't want them to be like pulling on my drains like I pretty much didn't have them come back here until my drains were out and um and that took forever then took until like almost Thanksgiving and um I had to take like and I wasn't really sleeping because I was in a lot of pain and I had to take like like heavy du- more heavy duty painkillers that were making me constipated if I didn't take like ibuprofen and I hate taking medication and I was having to take like six pills a day and I was having to do like my call center job which was like god awful and um and I couldn't go outside because of because I was in a lot of pain then, so, like, then when I was, I, when I would, like, walk around after a couple of minutes, my back would hurt, um, so I, like, was seriously trapped in my apartment by myself, like, not even with my cats, and I, like, couldn't do anything, <laughs> like, I could order out food, but, like, I also didn't have any money because of, um, because of, like, having, two weeks off of work basically unpaid when I had to have my surgeries and yeah and I like 
I couldn't even like order out food for the first couple weeks because if they brought like shipped or whatever because if they brought it here I couldn't like pick it up and bring it to my apartment so I kept having to like my sister kept having to come by like once a week or so and bring me food and like take out my garbage for me because I couldn't pick up the garbage and take it outside <laughs> it was really pathetic um I don't even remember why I started telling that story it was about agoraphobia oh yeah okay I remember because um I'm good about I can handle a lot of things when there's like a plan so like last year when all of that was going on and how horrifying it was there was still like a set plan like I had like an at-home nurse that would come by and see me twice a week and look at everything to make sure everything was okay and I had like doctor's appointments with like my surgeons and stuff every like a lot like every few weeks or so then and so and every time I would come in they would make another one and say okay this time we're going to look at this this and this or whatever and so I knew that like it was just a matter of time of like waiting for my body to heal until my drains could come out and then I could bring my cats back and um I could start to go outside again and and all that kind of stuff so like as horrible as that was there was like a general cons like plan that I knew that I was working towards so even though I like cried every day because I was so because I was by myself and I was in a lot of pain and I was so not happy um I think I ha I could handle it because of that but like the whole thing with like the agoraphobia stuff and everything like there isn't there there isn't like a set plan like in motion there's like little things that I'm trying to do but it's very much kind of like up in the air like right my I think I've talked about this lately but like my therapist has been having me look up support groups that I could go to as a way to get me out of the house and talk to people who understand me and as a way for me to try to like make friends and just interact with people again and um but like there's every time I look them up there's always like some sort of barrier it seems um and every time there's a barrier it makes me just want to stop and not want to try like uh like the first one that place that I found is like a place that specializes in like sexual abuse um but they're not doing groups for the rest of this year and even when they were doing groups they said that like in order this like per, the, the medical group or whatever that does that is so weirdly picky um like they they basically said that I would have to come in and do like three sessions with like a therapist one-on-one -on -one to learn like coping skills before they would put me in the group which like I can understand like you don't want to put someone in like a group session that doesn't know how to handle that but like you would think that they'd have some way for them to find that out if they would like just I don't know get medical records from my therapist or something so they would know that I've already done a lot of that stuff already but whatever but either way like they're not doing them for the rest of this year anyway so um, I wouldn't even be able to do, like, those three other sessions before joining it until, like, January, and, um, so that, that's, even though the group was, like, specifically for people who have, were abused as children, which was, ex is 
the group that I need or a group usually groups aren't that specific so it was nice to find one like that but I can't go and then um I found this other group I'm so mad about this I found this one group other group where I live that is like it looked like the perfect group um and it pretty much was like it was a group run by one like meant for women the um like the therapist in charge of it is a woman and it was meant for women who have complex PTSD and I was like oh my god this is like the perfect group because usually like support groups that I've been looking for are more like generalized or more for like people of depression and anxiety not specifically PTSD and I was like oh this is perfect so I like took a screenshot of it and I was all excited about it and it the other thing I was excited about it about it was that it was free so I wouldn't have to like you know have the possibility of not being able to go if I was like short on money some week or something like that and then so I like looked at this so I took a screenshot of it and it was and then, like, looked at it again a couple minutes later because I wanted to see if I had to, like, s- like contact them to sign up for the group or if you could just, like, show up, like, unannounced. Because some groups you can do that, some groups you can't. And when I was looking at it again, I saw that the time that they do it is on Tuesdays at 1 p.m. I was like, what the fuck? And so, like, this is, like, the perfect group for me, but I can't do it because it's at 1 it's in the middle of the week in the middle of the day when everybody is at work I was like what why the fuck would you do a complex PTSD group in the middle of the day when everybody has to work and nobody can go like what the hell (laughs) like I'm so mad about that still like why is this group that is like the perfect thing for me to do at like the most inconvenient time and it is one that is meant to be in person like, that's why I wanted, that's the whole point of this. It's getting me to, like, leave the house to interact with people. So it's not, like, something I could do, like, online while I'm working. Like, there's no way I could ever do that. And it's just, like, so disappointing to see that. Like, oh. the other uh, group idea that I found right away is, like, an art group. Where it's, like, there's an art therapy center that's, like, a 10-minute or so drive from my house. And... It's basically a thing if you show up, you do, like, you. some people work on different projects for multiple weeks, which makes sense, and you just work on whatever you want, and that's pretty much it. And that sounds like something that I would really enjoy, like, that's what I used um, when I did, like, art and painted and stuff. Uh, that's what I basically used it for, was for, like, an outlet for, like, therapy and emotions, and I, at this point, I need, like, help from, like, a group like that to keep me accountable, almost, to start doing it again on a regular basis. Like, I've been trying to do it myself for months now, and it's just not working. So I need something like that to make me do it. The The downside to that group, though, is that it's, like, $30, um, like, every time, which doesn't seem, like, that bad. Like, $30 is, like, you know, one time of me ordering out food on the weekend or something like that, but it's, like, one of those things of, like, it's $30 every week, plus it would be another, like, 30 to 30, 35, $40 for me to, like, take, like, Lyft or Uber or whatever there and back every week, so 
that together would be, I don't know, probably around like 120, 150 extra dollars a month just going to that group. And like, I really want to do something like that. But the fact that it costs money and money is such like a, like money is not something I really have extra of. Uh, like last week when I didn't um, order out food, I like, every time I don't order out food that much, I always like having like, you know, having more money in that way. But, um, but I also know that I'm not one that will just like suddenly just stop ordering out food, especially on the weekends when I don't really go anywhere and don't want to do anything. It's also just like a comfort thing. Like when I come home from therapy, I just do that. And then I don't have to think about like even thinking about having to do anything at all in order to find food like it's just kind of a nice backup that like when I don't when like depression is like worse and I don't feel like doing anything at all even like taking something out and putting it in the microwave and putting the food together I don't even have to do that I can literally just lay on my bed order food on an app and then get up to go get it when it gets here and so I know that I'm not going to ever completely stop doing that but I could like try to um, do it less or find ways to order to get like food delivered from like a grocery store because um, that would probably be cheaper but yeah I don't know if that would make a, as much of a difference to be able to afford that so yeah so I've been feeling frustrated about that because it seems like every time I find like a group that I want to go to that I think will fit there's something that stops it from happening and I'm just like tired of it I've just tired of like having to wait <laughs> honestly um or like finding things and having things not work out like every time that happens I just don't want to it's easy for me to just stop trying um and also like astrology has been a fucking bitch for the last like I don't know how long at least the last like month or so when mercury retrograde's been happening like I uh I don't know if everyone listening to this like astrology I do it's free and like therapy it costs money if you have no money and you can't find a therapist that will see you with a sliding scale or something you can download an app I prefer time passages or literally any other app but costar that app is terrible it doesn't show you your entire chart and makes people feel like they have empty houses like I used it too and then realized that um empty houses is not a thing so uh don't don't use that app use anything else but I uh, it like the time passages app that I use will give you like a full whole report on all of like your placements and what they mean as like a general place to start for like a dollar I think like a dollar two dollars and there's tons of people on TikTok that get, make free content explaining a lot of things um, that just helps you understand yourself. And so, like, Mercury is in retrograde right now, and um, I knew this one was going to be hard because it's in my fourth house. So, if you don't know astrology, essentially, the way that you figure out, like, what houses 
if you look at a birth chart, there's 12 houses. It's a big circle and there's 12 houses. And each house kind of has like different meanings and there's different, and depending on when you were born, there's different planets and different houses and things like that. Um, and different signs are, are like the kind of your ruler of that house. And so everything kind of depends on your birth time, which can be annoying. <laughs> like the, uh, I had to eventually ask my mom what time I was born because I was not sure. Like I can, I can remember being at my grandma's house and taught and like on my sister's birthday, because her birthday is the day after Christmas. And when I was like, I don't know, pretty young, like 11, 12, 13, somewhere in there. And we were like talking about when, like the times that we were born. And I vaguely remembered that I was born, that one of us was born at like two or three and one of us was born at like five, but I couldn't remember which one was which. And so I thought that I was born at five, which would have had, and anyway, the whole reason why you need your if you can find your birth time, the reason why your birth time helps is because, um, the time that you were born is how you figure out what your rising sign is, and, like, you don't need to know, like, the exact minute, like, um, if you can get it between, like, your rising sign changes every two hours, so if you get within, like, two hours, basically, like, a two-hour window of when you think you were born, then you have it, and so, like, I know, because I know this is hard, when you don't have good relationships with your family and you don't know how to figure this out like I ended up just having to ask my mom because at first when I thought that I was born at five it had my forget what I thought my no I thought my birth time was 2 p.m sorry um five is I think five o'clock is my sister but I thought my birth time was like two o'clock for some reason and so then I had myself as like a Gemini rising but a lot of the like description things I was reading and like seeing on videos and things like that for that sign didn't completely like mesh with me like I didn't it didn't really fit like me and so I wasn't really sure if that was right so I finally just gave in and asked my mom and I feel like this is, like, the stereotypical, like, answer for an abusive parent that I am my mom's first daughter, and she was not sure when I was born. Like, usually moms will be like, you were born at this exact time and minute. And she was like, I think you were born at, like, three. And I was like, oh, my God, okay. <laughs> so I have my birth time at, as, like, 3 p.m., which makes me a cancer rising, which, when I looked that stuff up, that made a lot more sense for my personality. So because I know that cancer rising or cancer is my first house and then all the other houses go in order from that. So that's why like knowing your rising sign helps a lot because if you know that then you know like what order all the other signs are for all your other houses. So the Mercury retrograde that's happening right now like it's Libra right now. So it's happening in Libra. Libra is my fourth house, which is, like, the house of, like, family and childhood. So for me, that's, like, awful, <laughs> which is why this has been awful. Um, for anyone who has, like, my rising sign, that's, like, a hard kind of thing. Because the other thing with astrology that I can explain is that um, 
when planets go retrograde, it doesn't mean that the world is going to end. It basically just means that, like, whatever those planets kind of do, they, like, you stop progressing, like, you stop moving forward, and instead you spend time kind of looking back and thinking back on decisions or things that you've made, which is, like, honestly, the personification of that is me feeling like I've been stuck. Like, there's six different planets retrograde right now, and, like, like Saturn's been retrograded for a long time and it's finally stopping doing that today and um Aquarius is my sun sign and that is um like one of the Saturn kind of ruled planets so that's a good sign for me and then (sighs) retrograde will be done actually in a few days which that's good also will be good um but like basically when a lot of planets are retrograding people are kind of in general, you're kind of, like, thinking things about your life and looking at what you're happy with, what you're not happy with, and, um, and then once planets are, like, not retrograding anymore, sometimes, like, things in your life start moving again. So, like, the last few months, I felt like I've been stuck trying to figure out how to be creative, um, even having just, like, a plan of how to do what I actually want to do with my job and, like, advocate for child sex abuse victims is what I want to do for my job, but I don't know, I have no idea how to actually, like, do that, and, um, finding, like, a support group so I can make actual friends again and leave the house, like, all of that stuff has been things that I've wanted to do, but just for one reason or another, like, things haven't, like, moved on that front, but, like, hopefully, since retrograde is, ending very soon that stuff will um stop like honestly I think the funniest thing in the entire world about the Facebook like Facebook going down the way that it did and like Mark Zuckerberg losing six billion dollars in like one day um was amazing and because it was happening during Mercury retrograde and like Mercury handles like communication so like sometimes technology things will go down and so it was just hilarious that a social media website that is meant for people to communicate like was deleted off the internet for like six hours during it it was just one of those funny like things for people who like astrology to look at like oh my god um yeah so I've just been feeling I've been feeling um frustrated with that stuff and just wish that it would uh that I don't know something would change um hoping that when things start like planets start not retrograding that things start getting a little easier before like for the last few months of the year (sighs) we'll see as worried as I was about money last weekend I'm glad that I was able to get the money that I needed to make it like where I could make it through the week and have food and everything and was able to still go to therapy and all that before I got paid again it's one of those weird things like I hate that feeling of when money is short and and I really really hate having to like um talk to my mom make sure she's gonna pay me because I hate the fact that I'm still dependent on her um but at the same time I am glad that like my my electric bill is just what I have to pay every month like the next month already came up and I already paid it off because now it's just like however much I use my electricity not all this extra back pay 
And I am glad that I, like, bought the candles that I got my sister already for Christmas. Um, and that I have it just, like, sitting in my apartment ready to go. And that I can just buy, like, probably... My general plan is to buy, like, one thing a month from, like, a small business. Um, off, like, people I find off of TikTok, honestly, for her. So that when Christmas comes, I have everything ready and I just have to wrap it. And she'll... Like, the last, like, few years for Christmas, my sister has gotten, like, hardly anything. Like, last year, I had, like, no money because I had been low on money ever since I had my surgeries this time last year. I got her a couple, I made, I, like, I made her, like, a couple paintings and I um, got her, like, some candles and things like that off of Amazon, but that was, like, all I could afford. And, um and what else and like the couple years before that it was like that too like in 20 that was 2020 and 2019 like in December was when I had been in my um treatment program and I had just gotten out of it and didn't have any money and it was the same kind of thing I got her a couple things from the mall and 2018 was the same kind of thing <laughs> like it's been like that for like years so I wanted to try to plan this year so I can get her more like she doesn't need a lot but I just want to be able to get her a few things that I know that she'll enjoy without feeling like that crazy pressure right before Christmas where I feel like I have no time to buy her what the things I actually want to get her <sighs> yeah um one thing that's hard too is that like I've been thinking about the whole thing of trying to find a support group to make new friends one thing that's like really validating but also can be kind of hard um, with me getting into My Hero Academia is that, like, I've been reading a lot of fan fiction when it comes to, like, Shoto's whole story with his family, because it's so similar to mine, and, it, like, it's comforting because there's a lot of stories written by people that have, like, his dad be, like, exposed for, um, being an abuser and, like, them reporting it to the police and them getting him away from him and those stories are really comforting for me to read because that never happened for me um but at the same time some of the stories that I've read where it's like him it's they're clearly written by people who at least experience some sort of anxiety and depression and PTSD or did research about it because they they're they're very close to like that experience but, like, I read one in particular that I really liked and want to reread, but it was also hard to read because it was from his perspective talking about how hard it was for him to try to, like, make friends and have relationships. Like, the the story that I read was, like, romantic, but it really doesn't matter whether it's romantic or not. It was just, like, the fact that he thinks that, like, he he doesn't understand why people like him. He doesn't understand why people want to hang out with him. He doesn't think that there's a reason to. And he's, he, in the story he was talking about, he was afraid of turning into his abusive dad. So he never wanted to, like, have conflict with anyone ever. And would just kind of go along with whatever, like, the other person wanted to do. And, um, it just reminded me of a lot of my own problems. That it's, it's so hard, like, just 
getting to like the baseline of any sort of relationship like it doesn't even have to be friendship like romantic like it's friendships even because like I feel like people who have not gone through like severe childhood trauma they have like this baseline of like general trust with people and that like does not exist when you go through what I have or what you know Shoto on this show has like you just don't have that and you don't understand like and especially like the how you see yourself is like so warped like I feel like every person out there has like their perception of themselves is a little bit off like they you know they don't think there is like good looking or interesting or whatever as they are when you go through like big time childhood trauma it's like super warped and even if you know that it is like I know that mine is it really isn't it's hard to really change that it's such like an ingrained thing and so like reading that story was especially when trying to find like a support group and not being able to find one it just makes me think about how hard it will be for me to try to make friends even when I go to a support group and start trying to do that it's so hard because like I don't trust people um and like like the story that I was reading was like Shoto uh his whole thing of not wanting conflict the people pleasing thing was it like turned into a big issue because he would just go along with whatever the other person wanted to do even if it wasn't actually what he wanted to do And that's, like, a scary situation to be in because then you just say, okay, even if... And you just trust that the... Even though in that story, he was trusting that the other person would never ask him to do something that he wouldn't want to... That he wasn't ready for. And so he was trusting the other person's opinion of what they think he is ready for more than his own opinion about himself. And that's like a very complex and complicated sort of thing to figure out. But that is something that every single victim of of child abuse, especially like severe sort of abuse, goes through. Like we trust what other people think about us more than we think about ourselves. And it's so hard to figure that out. And it's just, it may sound weird, but like getting into that show made me see that like, I already knew this, but it just makes it more clear of how many trust issues I have. Because, like, it comes through when I watch new, like, media, like, new TV shows and stuff. Like, when I was watch, like, I forget if I said this, but, like, when I was watching the very beginning, like, the first season of My Hero, like, the first few episodes, when All Might is like, here, swallow my hair, and then you'll get, like, this magical quirk of mine that are passed down through generations and like had like Deku work out for like almost an entire year so that he could like use the quirk and have it not explode his body and everything when he went to the like the test to get into UA I was like worried like I was pretty convinced that he was gonna show up and he would not have a magical quirk Like, I was so worried about the fact that he was going to try to use it and nothing would happen. And it would be, like, a whole story thing of him going to the school and being able to still be a hero without having one. But that, like, and, like, All Might would have been like, oh, I did, like, some reverse psychology on you and you don't need this power and da-da-da and things like that. 
I was like so worried about that. And that was not at all what you were supposed to be thinking when you were watching that show. Like up from it was very obvious from how they like constructed the story and everything that you never should have been questioning whether All Might was actually giving him power and believing him. Like because he obviously did give him something and that and like All Might is basically his dad figure on the show. You're not supposed to be questioning him, but for like so long of the show I did not trust him. For like the entire like first like two seasons or so I could not get over the fact that I just felt like I could not trust him and um like every adult I'm like who are you really (laughs) and like this is just like a like a tv show but even with this tv show I'm like questioning everyone's motives and I feel like I can't like one of the in like season one of that show they like brought up the fact that there might be like a there might be like a spy for the villains at the school because the villains always seem to know where they are and like that's very possible um and but like at the time I was like oh maybe it's all might (laughs) um because I have problems and especially when it comes to father figures but like it's kind of one of those funny things that happens that like when I watch things that other people have I realize just from watching the show and like other people what other people say that like no one else was really worried that All Might was was lying to Deku in that moment that was something that I was worried about because I don't trust anyone and I especially don't trust father figures and I especially don't trust people saying that they're going to give you something that's going to help you a lot but you don't really have like a clear way of knowing whether it's there or not um but yeah, like reading the fan fiction stories is really nice, but at the same time when I read stories like that, it always just makes me think about how like how hard it's going to be when I even even when I meet people that I can be friends with where I live, how cha- that's going to be like a huge challenge for me to have to like leave my apartment and go hang out with people that I don't really know that well. Like I haven't done that in um, a really long time, like, it's hard, like, one of the things that's hard is, I was thinking, we were talking about this in therapy this week, too, but, like, I was thinking about all the things that, I was telling my therapist all the things that I was going through when I went to college, because, like, the memories that I have from when I was in college, and then when I was in, like, my 20s, um, especially the first five years of my 20s, I look back on a lot of the things that I did then with, like, a lot of shame. Like, I'm, like, really hard on myself remembering how I was then. Even though I know that I was, like, struggling a lot. Um, like, but, like, talking through it with her in therapy has helped me realize that, like, my dad controlled, like, literally every facet of my life for the first 18 years that I was alive. Like, I didn't really get to make any decisions about anything because he somehow controlled everything like I liked doing piano and dance and he took both of those away pretty much like I tried to apply to a job he called the job and threatened to sue them which is the only reason why they hired me at that job and then like my mom like took most of the money that I even made from that job so like even that decision wasn't really something that I could do like there's just there's so many things that he controlled 
and like my parents were also like neglectful so they like didn't really teach me anything and because I was like about how to live life like my mom taught me how to do laundry when I was probably like 12 or something so that I would do laundry um do my own laundry but like they never they didn't really teach me how to like you know be like a fully functioning adult in society or anything like that and um and there's also the thing of like and because I my dad controlled me so much and I was and I had gone through so much trauma so I was like afraid of people and had no I had no idea how to talk to anyone like I still don't really but like that's what I mean by it's been like a really really long time like I had friends the a couple of the friends that I had that I stopped talking to last year were ones that I met when I was in high school and other than that like I had a couple friends that were like people that I that were like roommates of mine that I just ended up randomly living with when I was in college the first two years um but most of them I like I have on Facebook but I like we don't talk we haven't seen each other since we got out of school which was like a super long time ago which is like 15 16 years ago and I don't really have like any real motivation to like want to reach out or see them again like we it's been 16 years if we haven't met up in this part in that amount of time we probably aren't going to and um so they're just kind of like those random acquaintances that I have on Facebook like I always think about unfriending them on Facebook and I have for some of them just because that time was not like the happiest time for me to remember but um like after that I made like a couple friends I made one friend when I at my like grocery store job and but like once we stopped like working together after like six or so years we didn't really see each other anymore like I still have her on social media and everything and but we haven't hung out in person since we really stopped working together and um like I made a couple friends when I was in my treatment program two years ago but it's been basically in a full calendar year since I saw any of them in person and it's been probably like seven or eight months since we even texted so whatever that was has like faded away too so like and like I made a couple friends when I worked at um like work friends but they weren't people that I would have hung out with like really outside of work like I made a friend for a few years from one of my attorney jobs but we don't talk anymore um so there's like friends that I've used to work with but I don't work with anymore that I still talk to on social media and we're still friendly but we don't either we don't live in the same place anymore or we just don't we're not close like that anymore but like what I'm trying to say is that like the I've always had like made friends in a setting where we are basically forced to be around each other all the time like Brett and Liz were my friends when I was in high school I knew Brett since I was like nine but but we like became really good friends when we were in high school I met Liz because he was friends with his Brett was friends with Liz I met another friend Krista and Jessica who were friends of ours for a few years there when we were in high school because um, I met Krista because she was in theater class with Brett and Liz and um, and like my friend Carrie that I hung out with a lot before everything happened with our friend group she was friends with Brett so like 
she she would come to like his birthday get-togethers and stuff and that's like how we just kind of ended up becoming friends like I eventually talked to her at one of them and we got along so I added her on Facebook and then we became friends kind of outside of that for a few years before everything kind of went to crap like but like all of those people were like people who were like people who I knew from high school or people who I like had to interact with like I worked with them so we saw each other every day for like eight hours a day five days a week for like years on end so it makes sense of how we would become friends but like I work remotely now I don't see anybody that way anymore so like this is like the first time I'm like trying to make friends without there being like some other reason why we have to interact with each other like I don't have to I don't have to go to an office anymore, which, like, granted, I am glad about that, but since I don't have to go to an office, there's, like, no, I don't see anyone, (laughs) and, like, I don't know how to make friends, like, really, organically, like, I don't understand, there's so many, like, social cue things that I was so lost about when I first went to college that I'm still confused by, like, how do, how do you tell the difference between someone just being an acquaintance and someone who you think is going to be an actual friend how can you tell like that I know it's based basically on just like kind of feeling of being like hey I think you're cool like can I have your number so that we can text and hang out and like hang out outside of work outside of this outside of that like that kind of thing but it's just there's so much with that that is hard for me to judge and it's especially hard when I don't trust people So when people say that they want to hang out with me, I'm always, like, happy in the moment. But then, like, right after that is when I start, like, questioning that. Like, wait, but why do they want to hang out with me? Why would anybody want to hang out with me? There's, like, nothing about me that is desirable or interesting. Um, Like, I, like, (laughs) especially, I think just about myself right now. Like, I have all of this trauma that makes it so hard for me to function I don't have a car my I have a shitty job I don't really have any money um like I know that people say that I'm really funny that's something that people say a lot and they like that I'm like super passionate and I do like those things about myself but it's also a thing of like when people say they want to hang out with me I'm always like oh but is this right like why do they want to hang out with me are they going to hurt me? And even though I know why that's a knee-jerk reaction to have, that's always the reaction that I have. And it's really hard for me to, like, um, to, like, almost talk myself out of that because of all the other, like, kind of negative experiences that I've had in my life. And it's just, it's really challenging to even try to get that far because I read into, like, everything because I'm so because I'm so insecure about myself and like why people even want to hang out with me or why people would even want to be around me at all who don't have to that I'm like especially at this point like I haven't been around people on a daily basis in since like March 11th of last year so it's like I'm even even then I was not good at social things but I'm I know I'm way worse now after spending basically the last year and a half almost two years in my apartment by myself with my cats (laughs) um so it's like 
I don't, I'm not confident at all or secure in the idea of why people would want to spend time with me. So I know that that's going to be like super hard of like not being scared that the people who want to see me aren't going to like, you know, do something to hurt me or not want to hang out with me. Like I, I am always doing that. When I say I'm always doing that, like when I, the people that I talk to online still on a regular basis, I like, I'm always like stopping myself and being like, just because they haven't messaged you in a couple days or just because they haven't messaged you today doesn't mean that they're mad at you. It doesn't mean that they hate you. It doesn't mean that they never want to talk to you again because that's like so easily like where my mind goes. And I know that all of those feelings will be, like, more intense when I, like, see people in person. Um, like, honestly, like, the thing I'm thinking about right now at this point, which is, like, probably the most superficial thing, is that, like, I don't even wear, like, clothes to, like, go out multiple times a weekend. <laughs> like, that sounds weird, but, like, ever since, like, COVID happened, since March 11th, basically, of last year, I work from home, so I just wear pajamas. I have, like, two pajama pants, and I just switch off every few days what I wear, and I switch off every day, like, what shirt I'm wearing, and they're all, like, you know, baggy, like, comfy pajama shirts that I can easily sleep in, and that's, like, what I wear. Like, when I go to therapy once a week, I change into, like, jeans, and I usually still wear the same, like, baggy shirt, um, like, usually when I would go out of the house with, like, with, like, my friend Carrie or my sister on a regular basis or something, that would be, like, the time where I would wear, like, where I would wear, like, the clothes that I would wear when I would go to work or something, but it would be more fun because I would just have on jeans and, like, a nicer shirt because I did like some, like, all of the clothes that I wore for work are clothes that I like wearing, um, but, like, I haven't done that in so long that I have my, like, work clothes, like, packed away somewhere because I, I don't have to wear them anymore. <laughs> so, like, even with that, I would have to, like, plan to try to get, like, new clothes from, like, the thrift store, like, from Goodwill or something, um, since clothes is expensive to buy, so, so that I would have clothes to wear to even leave the house on a regular basis, because, like, I don't care what I look like when I leave the house as myself, and which I granted which I never do but like if I'm like seeing people that I want to make a good impression on because I want them to be friends with me then I would make more of an effort I would feel like I would need to make more of an effort at least um especially since they don't it's the thing that's weird is that like every friend I've had for the last like 20 some years has has been connected to someone that I know like, Carrie, even if I only knew her for a few years, like, before we started becoming really good friends, she was friends with the person that's known me since I was nine. Like, so many friends were connected to people who knew me for a long time or had worked with me on a day-to-day -day basis for, like, years on end. So, like, it's just so weird to think about, like, hanging out with people who have, like, no preconceived notion about who I am. Like, they just meet me. <laughs> and want to hang out with me like they don't I d they don't know a friend of mine that like could tell them about how I am or be like oh this person's cool because I don't have any friends like that anymore it's just so like weird and it's also very overwhelming to think about like when I think about that stuff 
I know that I want, I, like, desperately want friends again. Like, I really miss having people that just, to just hang out with, to do fun things with that, like, makes me feel, like, included. Like, I miss, this sounds, may sound odd, but I miss people knowing me, like, understanding me. Like, being able to text someone and being, like, my mom said this to me and not, and them understanding like our whole history and background and situation and knowing that my mom contacting me is a bad thing or like uh being able to just say like oh my therapist said this or I'm doing this or things like that without having to tell people like the whole backstory so they understand the importance of what I'm saying because they don't know me and they don't know like my life like that like I'm tired of having to do that with people because I don't have anyone around anymore that actually has known me for a long time um and I know that in order to do that I have to actually like leave my house (laughs) and try to be around people and meet like brand new people that aren't connected like that's the whole point of going through the whole like healing journey is to find brand new people that I'm not that aren't connected to anyone that I knew before so I can basically cut that part of my life out and completely start fresh but it's also fucking terrifying it makes me not want to do it (laughs) like the last like two or three weeks my therapist has had to like it's been like pulling teeth for her trying to get me to contact support groups and find ones to look for like I looked I found one that didn't work out and then didn't look for the next like two weeks after that Oh, man. That's all I got. Hope you enjoyed that random ramble.